I do eat Kit Kats the right way, though. Okay, well. You don't, that's, though. No, right? I do. You, I, know. You I do. Them? The one salty researcher does not. Oh, but I feel animal. like it. he does it out of spite. Yeah, I'm so. sure he does. He does most things out of spite, I think. Yeah. But even he, I've seen, peels the string cheese the way it's supposed yeah, to be Yeah, I can, but it's like, ugh, why, you know? <laughs> because it makes it the eating experience like a thousand times better. Yeah, but like, what if you peel it too thick? Or what if you... Why don't you just bite into a block of cheese at this point? I'm not saying that I haven't. <laughs> Like, what's the point of buying string cheese if you're not going to string it? What if the whole tube of cheese is a string? Can't we view that whole tube of cheese as a string? No. Why? Because it's string cheese. It's stringy. You're supposed to string it. Again, (laughs) at that point, just bite into a block of cheese. Again, I'm not saying I haven't. Then (laughs) buy the blocks of cheese. Don't buy the string cheese. No, because the tubes are so nice shaped and there you can take them on the go i can't take a pound block of sharp cheddar in my bag okay i i have a compromise all right the baybell cheeses those are great there you go yeah you don't have to peel it but it's just rounder shorter unstringy cheese (laughs) although that being said I i do i do split it up into little sections okay (laughs) <laughs> See, now, you shouldn't be allowed to do that, then. If I can't, if I have to string string cheese, you should not be allowed to string unstring cheese. Well, I'm not stringing it. I'm just making it more palatable. How? By making it smaller? Yeah. It doesn't change the taste of it. This is an argument for another time, because <laughs> I am convinced, actually, that if you eat smaller bites, you can enjoy the taste for longer. So you're, it's like... You're going to hate me, Lindsay? I'm kind of on her side. Uh, uh, I don't give a shit. You. You, guys are, you guys can both be wrong. It's your <laughs> God-given right. It's fine. The taste is brought out when it's stringier. It's Thank a little you. too much. Like it, It's hard to describe. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like just chomping into a block of mozzarella. <laughs> uh, again, <laughs> something's like, wrong about it, although she refuses to admit maybe to it. I Maybe I just like to do it the wrong way. Maybe that makes me feel good. There's nothing bad about being wrong, Lindsay. Yeah. No, I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Except for maybe right now, but I'm not wrong. What's up, chick sticks and everything in between? I'm Lindsay. And I'm Spita. And you're listening to Two Salty Broads, so get ready for our kinky salty surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I looked down for two seconds. Snuck it in. <laughs> what? So, wait, I didn't, wait, 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 wait. What? What'd you say? What'd you say? I said our salty surprise. Did you? Yeah. Th- there was no other like little word? I don't know what you heard, but <laughs> all I said was kinky salty surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's not even, like, creative. You just said <laughs> kinky. Like, I expected more. I expected better. You, you know what? That's fair. I, I'd i let you down in the creativity department. But honestly, I was just kind of excited to talk about what we're talking about today. So I know this I is got an episode that you've wanted for, like, a hot second. I think I've suggested it more than once because there is a psychotic amount of information on it. And yeah. I'm ashamed to say there was a lot that I didn't know. Same. That I know now. Same. Yeah. And now that I know it, I can't unknow it, and I need other people to know it so I don't walk around feeling <laughs> like this really weird sex dictionary. Although, I think there's a career in that. 
Is there? We can table it. We can and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sex dictionaries coming to you from Two Salty Brats. Oh, wait, that's an urban dictionary. That's literally, we that's could go door to door selling sexlopedias, though. Like, so you know, like the like encyclopedia the, sets? We you, could do that. You mean like the Kama Sutra? Well, that could be maybe a volume, but we have to call it something else because I'm sure that's copyright, unless it's like referencing public the Kama access Sutra? or whatever. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. People have been kinky for quite a while. Have they? They have. But before we get into it, I think I want to let the audience know, because this is something that I didn't know, and I think this is something that you didn't know either. It's for sure something I didn't know. Yeah. What is a kink, and how is it different from, from, say, something like a fetish? Mm -hmm, Because I was using those things interchangeably. Yeah, and apparently um, they are slightly different. So a kink is any unconventional, unconventional sexual taste or behavior. So something that's out of what we call the norm. That being said, I feel like these um, sexual tastes that might seem unconventional are actually more common than you may think. However, maybe they're not as acted upon Mm, as um, most people fantasize about, I guess. Okay. Um, So they're usually added to sexual intimacy. So for example, toys or spanking, and it adds enjoyment, but it the, the person doesn't need to enact their kink or use their kink in order to get off. Okay. Um, so you can have sex with or without the kink and you'd still be happy as a clam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just feel like that was appropriate because it's a euphemism for yeah. a cooch. But anyway, happy as your clam. But <laughs> happy as going. your clam. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. So a fetish, on the other hand, is an object or bodily part whose real or fantasized presence is psychologically necessary for sexual gratification. So a kink can become a fetish um, if it's viewed as the primary source of sexual pleasure. So as an example, if you really like spanking, Mm -hmm. if spanking is your kink, but at some point now you can only get off if you're being spanked, that becomes... A fetish. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. So the how the things can be applied are are similar, but like what they end up meaning is a little bit different. So Exactly. Yeah. An act can be either. It just depends on how important it is to you. How important it is to the final shebang. To the final shebang. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, but as I mentioned previously, mankind has been kinky since the dawn of times. I mean, there are um, caves that have like 37,000 year old depictions of like the human vagina etched in rock. And <laughs> there are, oh, are that's e- awesome, right? <laughs> like someone just went vagina. And, and there are animals intermixed in that. Not sure how to, um, if there's any correlation or not, mm-hmm. but there, there definitely are a lot of, there's a lot of human vaginas etched on these walls. and But even more, there's a ton of ca- uh, cave paintings that depict sex acts. And there's one cave painting in particular um, that depicts, and I'm going to ask you okay. what this describes because it's a very common position oh, in, in in porn or I guess that you could find in Urban Dictionary. Okay, I'm going to feel really dumb okay. if I don't no, get no, it. No, no, you for sure know what this okay, is. Okay, okay. Okay, so <laughs> the painting depicts a woman being spanked by her lover mm-hmm. in an ancient threesome. 
So both men have their hands raised. One has a stick prepared to spank her behind as she's pleasing them both. This is the Eiffel Tower. Hell yeah. No way, dude. Cavemen were doing the Eiffel Tower. Right? What even? (laughs) (laughs) We are so unoriginal then. We We totally are. We're copying our Neanderthal descendants. Yeah. Dang. And I I guess when you really think about it, it makes sense that they painted sex acts because they just painted life on the wall, right? Like hunting and like gathering and like part like they just painted their lives on the wall and that's gonna that's a part of your life Mm -hmm. but but it also you know promiscuity or or you know enjoying sex or Mm -hmm. you know experiencing these sex acts it wasn't necessarily as taboo i guess as it is today i'm sure it wasn't yes sex was something that was very commonly um and openly enjoyed by the masses um even some of the more topics that are taboo in today or I'm going to say illegal today um, because they are definitely wrong were actually um, common back in the back in the days. For example, ancient Egypt, um, there are hieroglyphics that date back to 3000 BC that depict um, ancient Egyptians engaging in bestiality. Oh. So, like, yeah, men having sex with, like, cattle and other domesticated animals. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> or necrophilia. Um, there, an ancient Greek actually uh, wrote about this practice um, as the wives of men of rank are not given to be embalmed immediately after death, oh. nor indeed are any of the more beautiful and valued women. It is not till they have been dead three or four days that they are carried to the embalmers. This is done to prevent uh, indignities. I have no idea why. (laughs) To prevent indignities from being offered them. So basically, like... So for three or four days... They they are so that you can kind of decompose a little bit. And so, like, that way, like, your embalmers won't fuck you because you're dead. Oh, my. Yeah. So they're trying to prevent the necrophilia... By letting them, yeah. Get a little uglier so the embalmers don't yeah, fuck thirst. The Whoa. And, but th- <laughs> this shit goes back, I mean, not shit, I mean, this practice or this idea of necrophilia mm-hmm. um, goes back to um, their ideas of their gods as well. So there's a, there's a story in which Osiris and Seth were enemies, and Seth destroyed Osiris and cut him up. Then the goddess Isis was charged with collecting the dead body parts Although the only body part that came up lacking was his, uh, when she tried to put Osiris back together, was his penis. So she created a new penis and attached it to his body, who was now pieced back together. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she had sex with the reincarnated corpse. And so, so this kind of just shows that, like, this myth even shows that this culture was very sexually liberate, liberated mm-hmm. and virginity was almost like unheard of or unmentioned in like it um, wasn't a big deal it wasn't a big deal i mean if you look at cleopatra who came quite a bit later in terms of ancient egypt mm-hmm. um she was a very openly um you know she enjoyed sex and it was very open she had lots of lovers um and there is a um, I guess story about 
how she had a vibrator. Um, In ancient Egypt? Yeah. I don't think Duracells were around back then, so what'd she do? It was filled and powered by live bees. They would what? stir around angrily, and which would cause it to vibrate and bounce around. No way. Imagine putting something filled with live bees in your vagina. No. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. is obligated to call her cooch the hive now, though. Yeah. Um, you know, the Greeks. When you think of Greeks, you think that of how they were very open with homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And in, in a way, you know, not just the Greeks, but the Romans as well. There's a lot of, um, I guess, in the bathhouses of Pompeii, there were a lot of depictions of um, homosexuality, women on women, men on men, um, group sex, especially in the brothels in Pompeii. That the, There's like a wall where you can like order what you want. You like point to the tile that you want. Yeah, I want what? number two uh, with number four. What the heck? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> but something that the Greeks really were fond of as well was group sex. And oh. you can see this in their art, especially in their pottery, because... Um, one of their largest exports was olive oil, and it was said to be a great treasure. So they would, um, painters would paint these beautiful pottery pieces to hold this mm-hmm. olive oil. And the most common theme of these pottery pieces was group sex. Dang. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. There's actually a cool, so in Greece right now, they mm-hmm. have found a bunch of pottery um, off the coast of one of the islands in Greece. And it, they've turned them into dive sites. And you can see these like thousands and thousands of year old pieces of pottery. And it's under 24 hour surveillance so people don't like steal yeah. it. But I wonder if you went down there, if you'd see some pictures of people fucking, like groups of Dude, people fucking. you could see some ancient orgies down there. Yeah. You gotta go. I gotta go. Just make sure that you... <laughs> when I get off the plane, I'm gonna yeah. say, I'm here for the clay orgies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, huh? Um, I think you're going to the wrong area. Athens <laughs> is this way. <laughs> Um, uh, Roman, right? Mm-hmm. Cake and sodomy with Caligula. Cake and sodomy. So I know Caligula was a little wild. He was he was a bit of a dick, actually, not a bit. He was, he was a, a dick. yeah monumentous dick, the Everest of dicks, out, <laughs> besides uh, Nero. But um, he had a very perverse, uh, I guess, in modern day perverse idea of um, kinks, and really a lot of his kinks seem to have been from. Non-consent, so no consent, which actually I have no problem saying it's perverse because one of the biggest things about the kink culture Mm -hmm. and, you know, sexual freedom is this idea of consent, right? That's why bestiality is wrong. That's why, um, you know, uh, necrophilia necrophilia is wrong. That I'm not, I don't even need to say sex with children because like, bitch, that's wrong. Like, um, so... His thing was kind of forcing people to do certain things. So he would like force senators to serve him um, in an ancient Roman version of a miniskirt to embarrass them in front of good company. Oh, um, he had these like ships that were his party boats, and um, basically it's like these two giant boats that were specifically for like wine fueled candlelit orgies on the Mediterranean Sea. Each one is about four hundred feet long. And had marble decor, handmade mosaic tiles, uh, and a capacity for 2,000 people. Holy shit. <laughs> and that's per boat. So that's 4,000 total. Wow. And whether it was a slave or a soldier, 
Caligula had sex with whomever he wanted in whatever way he wanted. So he reportedly enjoyed incest and he enjoyed murdering people during sex for fun. Like while he was banging them. Like just while he was banging them. them. Just killed them. them dead. Yep. And you know what? There's quite a few serial killers that did the same thing. Not cool. Like, I guess not cool is even like... Uh, not cool is probably an understatement. Yeah, quite a bit of an understatement. <laughs> so who, what modern person had that fetish? So I think it was Dahmer was one of the um, better known ones. Mm-hmm. I, I want to I say Dahmer. I'm like... 85% sure it was Dahmer. If, if there are any true f- crime fans that are listening, call me out on my bullshit. Tell me I'm wrong. But I think he was the um, zombie uh, slave Oh, he's the one that guy. was looking for ways to like lobotomize people and yeah. make them be like alive and compliant, basically. But like dead. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And for, but for Dahmer, I think, and again, if I'm right, <laughs> it was Dahmer. If I'm wrong, it was another guy who I'm just thinking was Dahmer, um, it went past being a kink and it actually transcended to fetish because he couldn't actually get off without doing this act. So to him, it was in order to come to completion, in order to come, Mm. he actually had to do these acts. So we've left kink station and we've pulled into the fetish. Like fucked up fetish. Yeah. Uh, fucked up fetish avenue yeah it's it's not cool now bringing it back a little bit from that dark side but not not completely back but like far enough yeah far enough far enough prostitution in the middle ages it was actually not a bad thing what do you mean like like what do you mean so it was thought to actually be considered by the church as a necessary evil to keep men away from extreme violence so as we all know Men have these sexual urges, and they need to be fulfilled. If not, they can cause them to get angry, <laughs> maybe get have you know oh, severe oh, sickness. Right. Yeah, mm. right, yeah. So, in order to save the chast women, <laughs> men a, a would, few good old hewers are going to have to hold it down. Exactly, to keep the chaste women chaste. And if you were thought to be impure, you would go into prostitution. As a way to help support this greater initiation of, or I guess not initiate, but support the greater good. So these women would serve as a religious sacrifice, even for religious men. Oh, because it's okay if they do it. It's okay if they do it. Mm. So these men who did not release their sexual urges would go on to commit more vulgar vulgar and um, evil crimes. So... They needed to be serviced by these impure women so that all of the pure women, all of the chaste women, all of their wives, mm-hmm. all you know, they would all remain blessed. And these sacrificial women would be able to get them off. Sounds like dirty women have been saving the world for a really long time then. If, Amen. If, if, that, if that's the measure. <laughs> but, I mean... The idea of sex as being this inherently taboo topic or something that should be, you know, kind of left in the own bedroom, you know, you don't talk about it. We don't like to talk about sex here. The, the female body is not for showing off or about celebrating. Mm-hmm. That idea 
is relatively new. Is it? And, but, and the idea of us trying to come back from it, the, the, the pull away from these puritanical ideas of Mm -hmm. sex and the female body are so ingrained in culture that sodomy laws were struck down in the U.S. in 2003. Zero three? Zero three. 2000. 2003. Up until 2003, there were sodomy laws in this country. And, and those sodomy laws didn't even start probably until much later after the founding. I don't know when they started, but like I'm willing to bet that shit didn't get super iffy until fairly recently. Huh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I don't. Hmm. I, how? You know, I just I just think of the phrase, they can't get all of us. So like, yeah. if like, if almost all of America on some level is committing that, mm-hmm. how and why did it take so long to repeat? Because I'm going to just go ahead and guess that in 2002, when the laws were still very much active, that there were probably a ass load. That's a scientific empirical term for you guys. Ass load of people <laughs> that were sodomizing slash being sodomized. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you watch older films, and, and not necessarily old, like, 1950s, but, like, even early 2000s, 90s, and, like, you see, watch a group of people, not a group, a couple have sex and afterwards they're laying in bed and someone turns to the other one and says, yeah, what we just did is illegal in four states. That's what they're referring oral to. oral sex was also illegal, illegal until like fairly recent. I don't actually have a date for that. Does sodomy technically, doesn't it encompass so- oral sodomy, and anal? I thought sodomy was only anal, is it? but oh, okay. I, I'm going to double check right now. Okay, because I thought it, I thought it encompassed all types of sex that were considered like non-traditional or whatever non. Oh yeah, anal and oral. Yeah. Yeah. So not P to V. Yeah. So so, to speak. so exactly. So it, you're right. In in those movies when they said, you know, I think we just did something that was illegal in a couple of states. They're not talking about incest. They're talking about oral or anal sex. Hmm. That's just what because like. We saw cave drawings of that going down. Oh, yeah. We saw copulation in the mouth going on in the cave paintings when yeah. they did the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's Roman graffiti that, like, hints at eating a dick. Like, <laughs> we've been eating dicks since the dawn of time. Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, it's a relatively recent thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's the influence of of Puritans, right? Or of... of colonial western christianity yeah yeah i mean i'm not gonna just lump all like i think just a lot of religion in general not no it's not every religion religion, but i i think that we were slowly trying to modernize and fix our relationship with sex Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and we we've seen a little bit of a you know we we backpedaled a little bit but um I'm hoping that oh, one step forward, two steps back, maybe we'll be able to take three steps forward next hopefully. time. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. So, so all that to say, we've been kinky since the dawn of time. 
even amid laws and shame and hiding, I think people have mm-hmm. always been kinky, probably yeah. because they're it's human culture, <clears throat> nature, whatever you want to call it. And we could be moral uh was it morally kinky again. Yes. And by morally I mean <laughs> consent, consent, consent. Well, it all starts with that. And I think anybody who's involved in any specific kink or fetish community, I think that's tends to be one of their pillars is yes. that it's communication and consent and awareness and and clear role defining and all that stuff. So, we're, uh, you know, we're not we're not kink shaming. No. I know certainly some of the ones that we're going to talk about I would I don't ascribe to and I don't think you do either. Um, but to each their own if you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. And if it's consensual all the way around, mm-hmm. then I guess you do you. Um, should we get into some of these? Yeah, we should. All right. So we'll start with some ones that are very common that mm-hmm. everybody probably knows. And then we'll get into some more fringy ones that I was not aware of until today. Mm-hmm. So what, what are you basing your information on? So <clears throat> basically, I went to the good old internet and <laughs> I was looking around to see what common uh, kinks there were. So there were surveys done by like... Um, Cosmo Psychology Today. Um, there's some articles from Crack.com, um, KinkTest.org, uh, all sorts of different places, and and anything that showed up more than a couple times is on the like normal list. And when I say normal, I just mean like it's probably a little bit more common. common. Okay. And are these um, kinks from what you looked at? Are they acted upon or are they just kind of fantasies? It's both. Okay. I think that the communities for these are bigger, mm-hmm. but I also think that the fantasy community for it is very big, and we'll talk about why in mm-hmm. a second. But okay. um, first up on that common kink list is bondage. Mm, and I know okay. we talked about that a little bit in our smut episode, that it skyrocketed after... Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, mm-hmm. So interest in that whole community or interest interest in that kink or in that lifestyle um, certainly went up. And that includes all sorts of things like, you know, ropes and handcuffs and all that stuff. Um, and then there's threesomes or group sex. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need to explain that one. Spanking or impact play. So involving paddles, you know, whips, hand, whatever. Mm-hmm. Lingerie, wearing or seeing people wear lingerie. Role-playing, so that would be, you know, cops, firemen, schoolgirl, whatever. Um, Just acting out roles that are not just you and the other person. Foot play. Sorry, I just thought of, I I heard about one that was role-play, plug and socket. What? How do you act that out, though? I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm that's not an sure. inanimate object. But I think that's a porn, like a like a. There's a porn on. There is it. a porn of it. Yeah. I mean, there ha- Yeah. But I don't but know. Like, do people roleplay like, hey, hey, hey? Do you want to be the socket tonight, and I'll I mean, be the plug? Why not? Right. I mean, it's fine, but like. But like, if you stick a fork in the person, <laughs> will you get electrocuted? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to commit, you should commit. You, you should. You should. I think that there's something to be explored here. Or like you should sort short circuit and they have to like reset you. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Wait, continue. Continue. All right. So foot play. Foot play. Which yeah, foot. I am not a feet person. So that gives me the heebie jeebies. But 
good on you if you like feet. And there's like Foot Finder, right? There's yeah. like all these websites. All these websites where you can request and curate feet photos to fill that need. Um, water sports, which is a delightful euphemism <laughs> for peeing or getting peed on. <laughs> water sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that now that just makes me think like if I see on like online dating profiles of somebody's like, I'm into water sports. You're going to be like, which one? Instantly on high alert now. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, going back to the foot fetish thing. Yeah. Do you actually know why foot fetishes are like where historians... No, do you know? Yeah, yeah. So I guess this is all speculation, but some historians believe that the rise in foot fetishism was partly in response to the STI epidemics. So foot play became popular because it was a safer form of sex. And it marked an uptick in poetry and literature about women's feet during the syphilis and gonorrhea outbreaks in uh, medieval Europe and a similar boom during the AIDS epidemic in the 80s and 90s. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all according to this book. And all of the stuff that you're saying, actually, um, is in this book. It's called uh, Tell Me What You Want, The Science of Sexual Desire and How It Can Help Improve Your Sex Life by Justin Lehmiller, who he, he surveyed like over 4,000 Americans. Oh, okay. And so see. Basically what you're saying, yeah, very much mirrors Sweet. his findings. So that means that the internet might not have lied to me and that I did my homework. You, ah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, uh, scat play, which is also another delightful euphemism for shitting on or being shat on. Um, it's not music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would actually be awesome. You're boning somebody and you're like, skip it about that. That would be so good. <laughs> That's a new kink, and I say we start the movement today. <laughs> um, sex toys. So using yeah. them, using them on other people, etc. Having sex in public. Very mm-hmm. popular one that I came across. Voyagerism, right? Voyeurism is just That's wanting shit. to watch voyager, voyagerism. <laughs> I want to take a trip. <laughs> um, uh, having sex in public is <clears throat> is one thing. It's okay. like the risk of getting caught. But then there's ah. the voyeurism where you like to watch people bone. And then there's exhibitionism where you're like, I want to watch people want people to watch me bone. Mm, okay. And there's like places in Vegas or like sex clubs, and they yeah, there's yeah. rooms for that. We know somebody that did that. We do. We, we do. do. And but also, like Vice just did a great article. Did they on yeah on uh, these sex parties. They usually take place in either a hotel room or at, like, a mansion. But, hmm. yeah, and there's de- different demographics. They, they all cater to a different kind of demographic, which is great. That is cool. You know, Vice does some quality work. They do. They really do. Okay, so there's edging. Ah, yes. What's edging? Uh, bringing someone close to orgasm but then delaying the climax for a sustained period of time. So you're denying your partner or getting them almost there and you're like, nah. And apparently, like, doing that little, maybe? Tug and go? Uh, yeah, a little uh. tug and go. <laughs> and then this one, I don't know if we call it a kink, but they listed watching porn, but then watching porn with a partner. Okay, I've heard of that. Yeah. And then fisting. See, now we're getting to the more, we're getting into a little bit more, and I, when I say extreme, I uncharted. mean less common. Yeah, uncharted. Fisting. Um, that just means shoving the whole fist in the orifice of your choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about voyeurism and ex- exhibitionism. Subs and doms. This is a offshoot of BDSM. If I s- 
that's correct, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, and then objectification, which is being treated like a sex doll or like an inanimate object. Um, some people have a pregnancy kink, mm-hmm. so they're very turned on by pregnant women. Um, and actually, that happened uh, to someone I know. Really? Yeah. Was they, it consensual? Or? No, oh. no, 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 no. They were going to the bank, and uh, someone saw them, like a, a man in this car saw them, and they started beating their dick. No. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. That's Very awesome. odd. Uh, nylon kink. So some people mm-hmm. are very mm-hmm. attracted to uh, pantyhose. Mm-hmm. Erotic humiliation. So demeaning people. Um, cuck holding. We spent a lot of time yeah. discussing this with one salty researcher. Apparently males are cuck holds, right? Yeah. And females are cuck queens. Yeah. Which we did didn't not know. know that. We were nope. speculating on what the term was for a female. And I, I came up with a caca. But <laughs> that wasn't right. <laughs> it sounded right to me. I don't know. <laughs> so if you guys don't know what that is, it's when someone who is, is in a your, your spouse yeah, bones someone else and you watch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone who's in a an otherwise monogamous relationship um, in enjoys watching their spouse have sex with other people. Mm-hmm. And then we've got CBT, which What's is that? cock and ball torture. I've heard of this. Mm-hmm. People like to have their... Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you, heard, you heard it from Sound Guy Dan. He's, in fact, not into CBT. No, he is. He is, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. You watch it. Sapita, I'm editing. Sapita yeah. just got yeah. the stink eye, dude. So CBT... punch me in the tit later. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a kink. I don't know. Um, but CBT is any kind of pain that gets inflicted on the male genitalia. Um, and it can also involve devices that are placed onto the genitalia that are to inflict pain. Should the person (laughs) dare to get an erection? What? (laughs) What kind of devices? Like think of like a chastity belt, but it like, it like, so you know how most men, those like showers and growers. Sure. So if you're a grower, you think you put this little thing on your nuts and your dick that are supposed that like fits your non erect penis. (laughs) And then you, something happens that turns you on and you start to get an erection. It's like your shit gets smashed. You know, like the scene in, in, uh, in star Wars, we're in the garbage (laughs) chute and the walls are closing in and they're like panicking. That's gotta be what it's like. (laughs) You know, damn the sound guy is so uncomfortable. right now. My butthole is so clenched. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we have age play. So people that are into older people or younger people, I don't, I'm going to assume that means of age, younger people. An an adult. Right. Like, because, you know, like the the phenomena of like, like teen, like local teens near you or like teen sucks 10 feet of dick or whatever it is. Like, I don't even know if that's, (laughs) I don't know if that's a thing, but like, because she's like 18 and 19, right? Sure. So I'm going to assume we mean that that's like the younger end and we don't go past that. But I don't know. And So that's like the, the most common things mm-hmm. that you'll see. But there, the amount of kinks that there are, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like rule 34. If you can think of it, there is a kink of it. That's mm-hmm. probably rule 35. So for the, if not, then it is now. You've heard it here make it a thing rule 35 is if you can think of it there's a kink of it because 
I, like I spent hours probably going through this and finding different kinds of things and everything. There's someone who is sexually attracted to it. So acticracy is being sexually attracted or aroused by the sun's rays. So, like, is it kind of like photosynthesis? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you rise with the sun. You rise. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so we talked about, um, see, there's fraturism, which is arousal to touching a stranger surreptitiously in a crowded place. Oh, no, mm-hmm. no. So that actually happens a lot in um, trains, I think, in... Tokyo, if I'm really? not mistaken. Really? Well, it's because yeah. they're pretty jam-packed, right? So they you're kind of like sardines. Jam-packed. So I, I know that in in Tokyo I, I, specifically, and I think in certain certain um, cities in India too, they actually have a separate woman-only um, car. Cart, yeah. Oh, for their so, safety or yeah, something. Yeah. Wow. They don't have to go into it, but but they probably do. They probably want to for fear of. <laughs> Fraturism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's lithophilia, which is arousal to stone and gravel. Okay. I've seen a sexy rock or two in my day. I get it. Sure. Why not? Xylophilia, arousal to wood, the actual wood, pine. Is it maybe fir, a texture thing? Like, the, you know? Maybe. I mean, I can get behind a good maple burl, but it's sexually attracted to it. Well, then you don't have xylophilia, Dan. So you can leave the chat. (laughs) Gerontophilia, arousal to the elderly. Agalmatophilia, arousal to statues. So going to ancient Greece, you know, all Mm -hmm. those statues that got made then, you'd have yourself a real good time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Formicophilia is arousal by insects, specifically placing insects on genitals and enjoying the tickling feeling along with psychological distress for fear of stinging or biting. To each his or her own. That, that gives me a little bit of the ick. Imagine, because you don't like spiders, I right? I don't like spiders. So imagine picking up like a daddy long legs Absolutely or like a wolf not. spider and then just like placing them on your cooch and being like, okay, little buddy, don't bite. <laughs> just crawl around there. I'd be shaking with fear. <laughs> you know, I'd would- be worried that like, I don't think a spider would burrow, but like, what if he tried to go up in your vagina? So you know those like weird stories that you hear that that are obviously fake, but like a spider crawled into her um, vagina and laid eggs, and then she gave birth to like no, I have never no. Now I'm gonna have nightmares. You've never you've never found yourself in the dark corners of the web then, because not that dark corner. uh, Plenty other ones, I guess, but not that one. No, no, those are the ones that I found myself in. You're afraid of spiders. Why do you find yourself there? It's just these fucking weird conspiracy theories that pop up on your like Facebook or whatever. I think you just have sick curiosity and you look up things that scare you on purpose. Well, you too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How about this? Uh, Stygiophilia, which is arousal to the thought of hellfire and damnation. (laughs) (laughs) Dark fire. So hellfire. Claude Frollo singing that song is probably the ultimate nut juice fuel for those people. No need for porn. Just turn on Disney. For real. Um, (laughs) Omarashi is a, is a Japanese kink. So this kind of, I don't think it maybe originated in Japan, but the term is Japanese and okay. popularized there. You're aroused when you see people, especially dignified people, or like they look like they're well off in a state of bladder desperation. So like <laughs> you look like you're about to piss yourself. 
And oh, there's someone man. who's committing omurashi on you right now. <laughs> they should just sit in L.A. traffic. Oh, my gosh. Because you could see people that are just, mm-hmm. they are in pain. We've all been there. Oh, it's awful. How about uh, clismophilia? Sexual attraction to liquids entering and exiting the butt. Ooh, no. Mm. That, I don't know. Don't knock I it till mean, you try it. Till you... Yeah, I don't even have anything. <laughs> I, don't have, I thought I had something for it, yeah, but I do, no, I do not. It, it went away. And uh, how about uh, symphorophilia, symphorophilia, uh, which is arousal, and this one's kind of fucked up, seeing or causing an accident or major disaster. Oh, no. Right? So I don't feel bad saying that one's kind of fucked up because, like, you're causing other people pain and grief. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Again, it comes down to consent. Uh-huh. And there's a kink uh, on scent. Scent is a big one. Um, pheromone parties in LA happen. Okay, what 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 exactly is that? Because I I know what a pheromone is, but right. Okay, so so everybody, we look at our shirts, our outfits, what we're wearing right now. Yeah. Think about your shirt, your yeah. outfit. You wear this same outfit for three days, no. and you just live in your you live your life, sleep, eat, work out, all of the things in your outfit, and then. You take your clothes off. You don't wash them. You put them in an unmarked Ziploc bag. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, nope, go ahead. Do you shower in this time? I suppose that you can. I don't think it's encouraged, though. Okay, okay. Continue. Yeah. So, so you're clothes. Okay. So imagine you didn't shower for three days. Okay. You put your shit in the Ziploc bag. It gets mm-hmm. numbered. People go to these pheromone parties, and they sniff the bags of the unwashed clothes, and they pick who they want to go out with on a date based on how the bag smells and perfume is not encouraged. They won't pick you if you smell like Chanel number five, they want to smell your shit. They want to smell your like pheromone stench stank smell. So I guess if online dating is not working for you, come out to LA, there's pheromone parties here. (laughs) My thing is like, can't you bottle up your pheromone? Isn't there a way Can to you? like, I don't know. How? Without- I mean, I'm sure there has to be a way to bottle up that scent. So you could just like line line up like the Macy's uh, perfume <laughs> like a department store. Yeah, and just spray it. <laughs> I only wanted if a lady dressed all in black who looks like <laughs> she shouldn't be working there anymore going, here, why don't you smell this? And I want to be sprayed unsuspectingly with people's pheromones. Yeah, just, yeah. you know, here's Lindsay. Essence of Lindsay. Essence of Lindsay. <laughs> I don't have any clue what that would smell like, but I don't imagine it's that good. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I shower daily, so I don't know what that smells right, like. Right, I know. Yeah, I can't imagine doing this and subjecting other people to my... Hey, but some people like it. But hey, that's ex- it wouldn't exist if people didn't like exactly. it. Exactly. We've got pony play. So that is role playing as horses and handlers. Okay. Okay. Um, a metaf- a metaphile, which is enjoying being around vomit. No, thank you. <laughs> no. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't think I know anybody that's an emetophile because I've probably vomited around just about everybody <laughs> that I know. My my thing <laughs> are, are you a sympathetic vomiter? Because I No, but I'm an angry person. Oh. Like if you're vomiting, I am not happy. That you're vomiting. Get your shit together, Sapita. No, it's more like a, oh, God. Like, I'm not sympathetic. Like, I'm going to start throwing up, but it's more like I'm just so upset to be where you are. Where, yeah, it's like supporting how did we get your here? friend. No, who's... it's not even like, it's more like, 
I don't know. It's a self-reflective, like, how the fuck did we get here? Like, I'm disappointed in us is what it is. Okay. Yeah. No, I, for the most part, I keep it together. But sometimes <laughs> I have to get away because otherwise I'm going to, I'm going to be next. Especially if that person is vomiting because they've had too much liquor. Mm-hmm. And it smells like that liquor. Oh, no. Mm-mm. No, just say, no. Uh, Mm-mm. No. Yeah. You know the uh, barf jelly bean, the the uh, bean boozled? I don't know if you've ever eaten those. Oh, I know the, the, it's like Birdie Bots, but Jelly Bellies version. Oh, no. Okay. Well, there's, so it's either, it's two jelly beans. They look mm-hmm. identical. One tastes like peach and the other one tastes like vomit. Well, that's not fair. The vomit one tastes like alcohol vomit. Oh. I know. It's horrible. I mean, it's, it's one like, thing if you're fucked up and drunk and yeah. you're you're puking it up. No. It's, it's another if you're sober and you're just putting it in your mouth. Oh, yeah. Ugh. But you know what? I would have taken the puke-flavored jelly bean over the... You want to know the one that almost sent me over the edge? What? It was canned dog food. I came... <laughs> I was inches away from completely blowing chunks. It was <laughs> disgusting because it tastes like... Open a can of like pedigree. Oh. That's exactly what it smelled and probably tasted like. Yeah, but it was, meanwhile, your dog is like, this is some gourmet <laughs> shit. Some <gourmet> shit. <laughs> <laughs> and like, even they had a skunk one. It smelled exactly like what comes out of a skunk's ass <laughs> or wherever the stink stuff comes yeah. from. And that wasn't even as bad to me as the dog food. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't have a dog food kink if that's a thing. <laughs> um, Colrophobia is a sexual attraction to clowns. Okay. And I know this exists because, and this is something we should probably table for a future episode, but fan fictions that shouldn't exist oh, but Pennywise? do. Pennywise. There is a Pennywise <laughs> fan fiction that I was subjected to, and my God, it was uncomfortable. So, but this, whoever wrote that definitely has cholrophobia and probably a lot of other... Um, now, was it specific? Sorry, cholrophilia, not the, phobia. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, no I was going to ask, is it a specific Pennywise? Is it... It was um, the new Pennywise, but like when Pennywise, you know, when he bites Georgie? Yes. Like when the teeth are out? Like yeah. that. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Like Pennywise was like biting on the person and in the fan fiction. Okay. And he was like, you're mine and I'm going to go in the drains and kill kids and I'll be back. You better be here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Audible okay. or whoever should have me read these things. Really? I would gladly yeah, do totally it. You totally should do some <laughs> audio books. <laughs> Auto assassinophilia is the arousal by the thought of being killed. So I just imagine someone like, hold up, this is a bank robbery. Robbery. Uh, well, could you say it again? <laughs> I mean, some people do have rape fantasies and true, like burglar true. fantasies. Um, actually, in in the in the survey that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. I think there was a statistic here. Um, shit, what was it? Oh yeah, the most common. BDSM fantasy for these people that took the survey was forced sex. 66% of women and more than half uh, of men. So. Okay. I mean, it's not the same thing as as thinking that you're going to die, but it's close, I think. It's close. It's it's close. And uh, you've heard of, like, people liking to get... um, guns inserted into their vaginas and no don't say it like everybody should know that i've never oh. heard that <laughs> yeah i heard it's a it's a thing it's a thing oh okay well gun better not be loaded yeah <laughs> yeah that's a seam ripper shoot right no thank you 
Um, how about uh, fornophilia? Now, this one is if you like to be used as furniture. So imagine... Someone sits on you? Yeah, or like they use you as a coffee table or however. Any piece of furniture you can think of. And you get used as such. So it's like you're planking everywhere. Yeah, it just sounds like a workout. So you lost me there. I mean, I, I don't mind working out. I like it, but I don't want to be a holding a plank for 30 minutes. That sounds no, awful. Yeah. So, yep, that's a thing. And we'll round out the weird ones before we get into what the fuck the world is into. Mm-hmm. Because mm, some things have shifted, I got to say. All right. Um, mummification is another one that has kind of popped up here. So <laughs> wrapping people in duct tape or um, saran wrap. So is that the only part of the mummification process that's... Yes, so they're not doing like... The Im- embalming or no, anything? No, okay. they're not ripping your brain out of your nose and anything like that. But while the person is mummified, they can either be left there for an undisclosed amount of time or things can happen to them while they're mummified and they can't do anything about it. So like, it's like bondage, but like complete bondage. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, this is just to basically paint the idea that if you can think of it, there is a kink of it. Mm-hmm. Rule 35. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and there's a good chance that you have some kink in your life, some predilection. And if you say, no, I don't, you Google it and I guarantee it'll show up. So I have some stats actually of the most, uh, practiced oh. kinks okay. Okay. during COVID-19. Oh, yeah, so specifically COVID-19. Specifically, because I'm sure things have shifted because of that, because of how much time people yeah. have spent inside. So what is it? So the vast majority, as you may suspect, was virtual sex. Virtual um, meaning like virtual reality or... Um, let me see. What do you mean like... Um, like a... Like a um, like a Zoom call where you're, like you're yeah okay yeah, I think so. yeah yeah okay. um, and then after that dom and submissive um, orgasm control so that edging that you talked about yeah yeah bondage anal play age play foot fetish role play um, voyeurism and sadomasochism you know what's interesting about that all the ones that you said are not the ones on that like super traditional list like the mm-hmm. spanking and the like I I feel like because covid right people were locked up yeah. and they had nothing else to do they started to like expand out, their yeah. kink horizons because they couldn't go anywhere and it, this wasn't even like fantasies this is like practiced in practice cuz this is a survey from a bdsm dating app called oh, okay. uh, kink d so kink d and they um, surveyed about 3500 users that took the app wow okay so there you go. Things have shifted. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up um, there. There's stats on. I, and I also did not know this until today, but it's kind of hilarious. It's actually super interesting. Pornhub does year in review. So we're going into fantasies at this point, like kinky fantasies. Yeah, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's like what what kinks people are interested in. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they take part in their life, in their personal lives. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to say. It's mm-hmm. just what are people interested in and looking at? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So they, they do this every year, um, a year in review, and they break down their stats. And the this thing is multiple pages long. It's probably at least 30 pages. It's an insane amount of data. But what I was interested in is specifically the categories that people looked up and by country. Because I thought, oh, let's see, like, across mm-hmm. the world, 
what kind of kinks are people interested in? Yeah, is there a difference? Exactly. And um, so in the United States in 2021, we have hentai, which if you're not familiar with that is what that is, it's basically uh, pornography in anime. Car- yeah, anime style yeah. Uh, pornography. Now that this is 2021, so this is during COVID. During COVID, yep. Okay. It's we're not deep in COVID, but you know, in COVID. Um, Japanese is number two in the U.S. Three is lesbian, four is milf, and five is pina. P i n a y. What's that? That is, I believe, female Filipinos. Um, oh. I'm going to confirm. Yep, woman of Filipino origin or descent. And this is the entire U.S. had yep. a bit of a so three Asian out of the f- yep. kink. Yeah, yep. and wow. in ni- 2019, their top um, category was lesbian. So they were overthrown by hentai and Japanese. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Um, so then we have. Um, Oh, you know what? I take that back. That was their top searches, but that wasn't the top categories. So what's the, what's the difference? So searches is like what you're searching for, I guess. Specifically, if, right? Yeah. Okay. So like PNA, maybe that's not a category, but maybe that's mm-hmm. something just someone typed in. Okay. Their top categories were hentai, lesbian, MILF, ebony, and Asian. So okay. similar. Yeah, similar. United Kingdom was lesbian, MILF, hentai, threesome, and ebony. So okay. similar. Japanese was... Japanese, amateur, hentai, masturbation, and married woman. Okay. France was Francaisy. I probably said that wrong, but I don't speak French, and that means a group of French women. Okay, so like an orgy? Yeah, or like lesbians, maybe more than one woman. Okay. Uh, Hentai, French, MILF, lesbian. Canada was hentai, lesbian, MILF, Asian, threesome. So there's a whole bunch of countries, but they're all very similar to the ones I just said. So there's a handful of of categories that remain kind of the main players here. It's mm-hmm. hentai, lesbian, MILF, Asian, ebony, any, and then things like threesomes and group sex. So hmm. what I noticed from 2019 to 2021, what changed was lesbians lost the ground to hentai. All of North America um, their preferred top category in 2019 was lesbian, and in 2021, it shifted to hentai. So that could be in any part to production of the materials to maybe like the kink factor, right? Maybe. The, the fact that lesbians are now so, or lesbian porn is so commonplace that. Maybe. It's like not the hot thing dirtier. anymore. Yeah. Maybe. And did you know that w- technically, in a roundabout way, white Puritan Christian values are the reason hentai exists slash is popular. Sorry, no, I don't know. What <laughs> okay, you mean. so that makes no sense. Okay, so let me, hear me out. And let me explain. Okay, so post World War II, um, Japan was uh, kind of in shambles, and Americans had occupied the country. We were there. We were enforcing cultural values, right? We had, like, yeah. bases built there and stuff. And pre-Western um, influence, Japan was very um, sex-open, sex-positive. They And I know I've mentioned this before, but they had um, books uh, featuring Japanese porn, which they called Shunga, and it was just 
literally just paintings of pornography, like we've talked about with these the other Kama Sutra and yeah, sure, like or the cave paint, the Eiffel Tower cave, cave paintings, like yeah. it's exactly like that. But then enter U.S. post World War II Puritan values: sex is bad, sex to be you need to be ashamed of it, blah blah, and idolize uh, Western visions of beauty, so big old boobs, long legs, whatever, and so it's. And then this, so porn got stigmatized in Japan to the point where they had a rule pop up that was like the weirdest thing. So it's like you can have sex on camera, but you cannot have your genitals displayed. So like, you know how in Sims, if your Sim has sex, there's like the little bars that show up so you don't see what's going on. It's like little bars. It's like that. So now all porn in Japan, like made in Japan, has genitals pixelated out. Hmm. So, Japan, being the enterprising innovators that they are, figured out how to get around the penis embargo, and you basically just have cartoons having sex with things that aren't penises, i.e. tentacle monsters, because (laughs) tentacles aren't technically penises. Huh. Huh. So, the government can't technically censor it, because there's... Male genitalia is not technically being featured. And they're cartoons. So is it breaking a rule? I don't know. So technically, we're sort of responsible for hentai being what it is. It's interesting that you say that because I want to bring us back to the viral videos that tried to ruin our lives. Okay. Episode (laughs) where you had us watch a video of a giant woman farting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, but I, I did point out like why is her butthole in 4k but her vagina is pixelated that's why bro genitalia has to be blurred out it's rules what the fuck i don't know talk to post-world war ii american influence in japan and it's crazy and so that so the hentai has taken the world by storm basically is what's going on right now. It's tentacle storm. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's pretty interesting to know. Oh, and actually, another thing I wanted to mention. So, lesbians, they've always been popular. They'll probably always be popular. It seems like the porn porn community loves their (laughs) lesbians. Um, And uh, this proved to be true with men and women alike, according to the research here. And... A little fun fact, I talked to you and the salty researcher about this earlier. If you're you're familiar with Menomina, the Muppet song, Menomina. Menomina. <laughs> it's just like a funny, stupid song from one of the Muppet sketches, and it makes several appearances. It's like a super famous song. Well, Muppets did not create Menomina. They didn't? No, they did not. Um... It was originally composed and recorded for a softcore exploitation flick <laughs> about Swedish lesbians. Manamana. So basically, back in the 60s, uh, Sweden had the reputation that Japan kind of has now of this, like, like, really out there, like, uh, very like crazy, crazy, and I say crazy with quotation marks, sex fetishes, porn themed, porn focused place where everyone just is like liberated and horny and always is trying to bone. And, um, and so this 1968 film 
called Sweden, Heaven and Hell. Um, it tried to capitalize on that idea of Sweden at the time. And the basic premise is that they follow non-actors, they're completely real women, into lesbian nightclubs, saunas, porn theaters, orgy rooms, and other typical Swedish public facilities. Mm. And they just follow these lesbian women and see like what they do, how they interact, and whatever. And... I don't know how Jim Henson found the song, or maybe we do know how yeah, he found I it. I think we know. Think <laughs> and we know. he decided to use it for the fucking Muppets. And, <laughs> and that brings me an immense amount of joy. <laughs> so so what do you think? And I, I don't really have an answer for this. I have a guess, okay. but I don't really have a specific answer. So I'm just curious if you do. Do you, what do you think the future of kinks are like do, are there certain Ooh. things that you think will remain the same always or do you think we're going to evolve in a different direction i mean looking at the history of things kinks have really for the most part been the same right so so kinks that are acted upon so this that doesn't include hentai or you know hopefully it does, that does not include um you know necrophilia bestiality all of those but the ones that are acted upon i think are, are going to be pretty pretty much there in the future. Um, I think BDSM has grown a little bit in... I, I, I want to say popularity, but that being said, I think it's just becoming more accepted because there is a level of shame with some people when it comes to their kinks and, and what they want sexually. I mean... There's a reason why in, in a bunch of these self-help books or magazines, they tell you to have a very honest and open conversation with your partner because as long as you guys are both on the same page, you can really make the, boast out of, the best out of your sexual mm-hmm. um, experience mm-hmm. together. Um, I think that we might see a little bit more rise in um, polygamy or... or group environments um Mm -hmm. i think that polyamory um and polygamy and open relationships have been are are beginning to become more Mm destigmatized uh and i think that that's going to give a lot of um people who are otherwise interested in that um the courage to kind of try it out and and Mm, see if that's something mm -hmm. that that works for them um i mean in the uh in the uh survey uh from leh miller um so threesomes 89 percent of people have fantasized about threesomes Mm -hmm. um 74 percent have uh fantasized about orgies 61 percent have fantasized about gangbangs um and on top of that that was um, a lot higher than I would have guessed for gangbang. Right? I got to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and there was another... Oh, here. Partner sharing a non-monogamy. Being in an open relationship was uh, popular with, or I guess fantasized with, by more than 79% of men and 62% of women. Polyamory with 70, 70% men, 51% women. Swinging with 66% men, 45% women. And cuckolding with 58% men. And thirty three percent in women, so wow. the, those numbers they don't lie, man. They don't lie. I mean, and and to be, to be fair, about a third of these survey respondents said that they had ever acted out their fantasy. Mm. But as their fantasy exists, and as 
the idea of sex and different ways of expressing sexual uh, intimacy mm-hmm. evolve and, and become more destigmatized, I think we might see a lot more group stuff come into our culture. That being said, I mean, it's been around for phew, thousands of years. True. Damn, that was a super well thought out answer. I was I thought you were just going to throw out something like random, but you just No, I I what what are you what were you thinking? Well, I wasn't thinking were you that octopus sex. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking that far and now I feel like everything I say is going to sound not as cool and well thought out. Although I will say just from being somebody who's like a single person and on the apps and things like you see in the profiles ENM, so ethical non-monogamous or polyamorous, mm-hmm. you see this appears mm-hmm. w- way more than mm-hmm. I would have ever expected. Yeah. So that reflects what you're talking about yeah. here, that more people are interested in it. And they're going as far as to make that clear in their dating profiles mm-hmm. because they're looking for other people that are interested in attempting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- that doesn't necessarily mean threesomes either. That could just mean an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I guess I need to, I'll, I'll say this as well. In that survey, with all of those, you know, percentage of people interested mm-hmm. in, in exploring outside of their monogamous relationships, um, less than 1% said that they had fantasies about cheating, infidelity, or adultery. So whatever people are into, thank God it's consensual. Well, I mean, so. yeah, because the, the cheating implies the other person doesn't know about exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Right? So... If they're in an open relationship, then the then it's clear where your lines are. Exactly. Or if you're ethical, non-monogamous, polyamorous, you're in a thruple or yeah. whatever. Then it this is it all comes back to communication and, and yeah. consent. We were talking about the C and the C. Mm-hmm. Well, what I was gonna say was that I think that it's gonna shift. It's gonna tend even more. So hentai is like reigning supreme right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna ge- go even more in that virtual direction. I think people are going to be more fantasized or more or no, more interested in the fantasy of the real world and and get, or the fake world, fake world sorry yeah. yeah and then get off on the the endless possibility of the virtual world compared to the real. I think the real is going to end up getting boring for a lot of people at some point. And there are so we've got like the VR um, porn and we can do that with like um, cartoons or real people, right? Mm-hmm. And University of Sussex, they have found a way to give holograms a tactile sensation. Oh, that and I don't know how I feel about a that. way for them to produce their own sound. So basically, it's not done with lasers. It's a floating two millimeter polycystrine bead that's levitated by transducers that emit ultrasonic sound waves. The sound waves move or uh, uh, move one. Or a bunch of beads at up to 20 miles per hour, and that speed is fast enough to create an image in midair. So, like, if you move something really fast, you see it like a blur. Yeah. That's, like, what they're seeing. So, it can produce only basic geometric shapes right now, but eventually, I'm sure the tech will get there, and you'll be able to produce super complicated shapes. And it also can produce a vibration which produces sound. So, it's audible to our ears. And so basically, you think like ASMR, right? So I think virtual kinks are going to take whatever form that's in. Or maybe kinks in the virtual space. That's very well thought out, too. 
That's is it? Yeah, okay. The, I think, I think, <laughs> here's the thing. I think I looked to the past. You definitely went straight into the future. Oh, okay. So we covered yeah. fucking everything. We That's did. how we do it at Two Salty Broads. Exactly. <laughs> We're very well-rounded. You're the yin to my yang. The and ball to my sack. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, wait, no. As long I don't as I know, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. No take I don't want to be the sack. I want to be the ball. Let me be the no, ball. No take back. You know what? We're both the balls. Okay. Well, There's two of them. Okay. okay. We're just a pair of balls. Okay, Dan can be the, the sack. Sound guy Dan can be the sack. <laughs> do I have a choice in this? No. No, no, no. <laughs> if you keep complaining, you'll be the taint. <laughs> the gooch. The fleshy fun bridge. Yeah, the, the fleshy fun bridge, yeah. Well, I feel... Satisfied? Satisfied. I feel kinky. I feel educated. Yeah, I feel a lot too. of things, and I feel like now, when I look at people, I'm always going to be wondering, like... What do you like? Sun, clowns, bondage, pooping. What is it? Tentacle <laughs> porn? Tell me what's your flavor. <laughs> I mean, do you really want to know that? No, you're yeah. right. I don't. That's why my superpower, if I could have one, it would absolutely never be reading minds. I do not. I would pick flying every time and I would never, ever, ever pick reading minds. Really? I would Mm-mm. make a very lucrative business out of it. Fuck no. I could Pick a number it. between one and a million. No way. No way. I would maybe the future so then I could like find the winning lotto numbers and go back in time and do that maybe, but... Think about all the bullshit you'd have to listen to all day long just to have your lucrative business. I mean, here's the thing, though, and, and uh, we're, we're getting way off topic <laughs> here, but if, if you can read minds, you're probably choosing when you want to turn that on, right? I'm assuming it's probably constant. It's like sitting in a restaurant and hearing chatter, and you can like listen in when you want to, but I don't want to hear that because I'm nosy. So if I can hear you, I'm going to listen to you, but I don't. It's like... All your friendships are ruined. Pandora now. box, man. I don't. I, yeah. I have no business opening some of these people's boxes. I don't need to know. Not my business. So I pick flying. <laughs> Not that that was anything to do with what we were talking about. <laughs> what did I tell you about keeping the fucking cap on your water bottle? I I, I had it on the whole time. No, I you swear. Didn't. The last like thirty minutes, it was <laughs> off, and I anything. kept staring because I didn't want to ruin the 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 flow that we had but we're ruining the flow right now we're at the end you almost spilled water all over the floor in electronics fine close it out before i make a really big mistake okay (laughs) well we want to hear from you email us at two salty broads at gmail.com follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok at two salty broads i'm sapita and i'm Lindsay. thanks for (laughs) listening thanks for listening and remember stay stay salty salty. i forgot to remember last time she won't let me forget it no never (laughs) 